Hello, Belinda. Hi, Omar. What is this week's gratitude blooming card? It's card number three, the rose representing choice. Ah, uh, this is a good one. But before we jump into the illustration by the artist Arlene Kim Suda, do you have any stories from our community? Yes, I'd love to lift up Jessica Gutierrez from Massachusetts. I had a beautiful call with her recently, and she's a social worker and a school counselor. And she shared with me how she uses the Gratitude Blooming card decks with high school boys. So she leads, yeah, she leads uh, groups of three to five students at a time. And they're newcomers to the U.S. So a lot of them come from South America, Central America. And one of the things that she was really surprised by is how the cards help these boys not feel guilty for what they feel. Mm. A lot of them have experienced a lot of trauma just even you know, immigrating here. And she remembers just the long pause that one of her students had just looking at the card. And he was just thinking so hard about what it meant to him. And it was just such a beautiful space for him to actually acknowledge his sadness that day. And for many of these kids, they don't have that safe space to even notice within themselves, how they're feeling, and then to be able to share it. So I just love that she has this beautiful example of how nature and the flower is allowing that feeling to come through and to be acknowledged. Uh, It's incredible to continue to hear these stories of how the cards are really helping to build a vocabulary around our emotions and feelings in a very safe uh, and comfortable way. And so we love continuing to hear from you Uh, And as well as continue to please review, like our podcast. This is how we grow. Um, This is how gratitude blooms. It's uh, it happens because of you. And so we appreciate you taking the time to just share a review, uh, particularly on Apple podcasts, uh, where many of you are listening. So this week's theme of the rose and choice is a really unique illustration. And so for those who may not have the card in front of them, what are they looking at? Yeah. So we see the thorn. I'm I'm seeing the thorns in the a middle stem of a rose and then two kind of coming out from the middle. And you see mostly more of the leaf in this illustration and just the beginnings of some buds coming out of these uh, stems that are interconnected. And then the word choice is kind of on the bottom of one of the stems to the left. And, and that bud looks like it's about to start to bloom. So there's just a lot of emergence, I would say, to this card. What I love about this illustration is that oftentimes when you think about a rose, you sort of think about it uh, as a single stem and a long stem by itself. But in this illustration, you have really this really long branch and it does have, you know, what looks like a small bud at the top. And the rose is actually just one of the side branches. Uh, And then there's sort of another one that doesn't have a rose at all. And so it's, it really, to me, it's like, we often focus so much on the flower 
And this mm-hmm. illustration really shows how much more there is to the plant beyond uh, just the beautiful petals that we often focus on. And I'm really seeing too how it, it looks like you can really see the bottom of the stem is cut. It's really just interesting how precise it feels um, and just the process of growth and all the feelings that come when you're in that growth process. And so as you did your research on the rose this week, did you find any interesting tidbits? Yeah. So for those of you that have been following our podcast from the beginning, you might notice that we have several roses in our card deck. And and this is actually the second rose card that we're featuring in our podcast. And it makes a lot of sense to have this attention to this beautiful rose because one, it's it's very old. Um, old? Paleontologists discovered rose fossils that are 35 million years ago. And oh early horticulturalists started cultivating roses about 5,000 years ago just for the, the fragrance, the beauty that this flower represents. And I love um, now focusing also on the mythology of the rose. So, you know, dating back to Greek mythology, uh, red roses have been linked to Aphrodite, the goddess of love, and then also the connection back to Venus in Roman mythology. It's no surprise that we use roses to express our love of others. Yeah, it's a powerful flower and very healing. I'm Right now I have drinking a rose tea, I have some rose essential oils that I use for relaxation. So it's also just so healing. The flower and the bud and the rose hips, all of the parts of the rose are are so medicinal as well. I was having coffee with a mentee yesterday and I got a very sort of simple mint tea and was enjoying it. And he ordered this rose latte and I was like what's a rose latte and and it came out and it had like all these like rose petals dried rose petals on top and I was just like wow that that is a literal rose latte and so I love this engagement of the plant as a as medicine and in sort of you look at the etymology of the word. So there's sort of two sort of directions. So one direction is just uh, goes back to French, which or choisir, I don't know, to choose. But it also has this sort of Germanic origin. And the Gothic version is kajan, uh, which I'm probably totally butchering the pronunciation of. But it means to taste or to test. And so I love this idea that when we make a choice, it's really about how are we embodying it. And so, you know, I'm just imagining you drinking your rose hip tea and you're like embodying the fragrance and the beauty of the rose. Yeah, there's something very calming and even just heart opening about that. I remember in one of the podcasts, Omar, you were talking about this rose in your neighborhood that you love to stop to smell on your daily walks. And yeah, when I lean in to connect with the rose, it's like it's just this full bodied heart opening inhale and exhale almost. Right. (laughs) When I, I was on my morning walk today. A, my favorite rose, they cut it down for winter so I don't get to see it. But the absence of it was in some ways I could appreciate it. And I was kind of, I was, as I was walking along and you're starting to see here in LA, like early signs of spring, like just like the green buds on trees and just 
little flowers starting to come out. And I was like, how much beauty does it take for you to stop and pause? Here's this beautiful rose. And yet, how often do we just walk by it? And not only is it beautiful to look at, it has this incredible scent that, and each rose smells very different. And there's so many different types of scents. And like, so it's got visual beauty, it's got aroma. And yet, so often we choose to not pay attention to it. And so I was like, how much beauty do we need as human beings to stop and pause to really appreciate? Yeah, beauty in our lives. So for you listeners, as you're kind of connecting in with us, what does the rose represent for you? Take a moment to really connect into that sensation of just, you know, smelling a rose or touching its petals. Yeah, it's not a coincidence that the saying is pause to smell the roses because it is that sort of sensory experience. And this is what I love about gratitude is that it's not just an idea. It's not just a concept. It's it's an actual emotion that you can feel. And, and when you savor it, that's when you actually start to rewire your brain, right? The sort of neurological kind of benefits of practicing gratitude of like, okay, noticing, but not just with your eyes, but actually how are you feeling? And when you're able to do that, that's when you start to create these like new neural pathways. And it's even interesting when you think about negative things in your life. So even as you're sort of in a place of gratitude and you're like, oh, what's negative? What is challenging? But when you do it through the lens of gratitude, that's really when I think you actually sort of retrain your emotions to sort of respond to things in a different way. And I love that even with all that beauty of the rose, it's got these thorns and it is actually quite a hard plant to cultivate. Um, I have personal experience in that. And it's got this lovely paradox of like, you know, prickliness, beauty, and challenge, you know, to make it that beautiful. Like sometimes Wait, are you talking can... about yourself or the rose? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying that I'm like a rose. What a compliment. <laughs> But it's just so it's like it's just neat to like look at all these things. And for me, you know, looking at the back at the card, just having the full spectrum of the rose and it's all the stems and the thorns and the leaf and the little bud. It's just you kind of see the whole ecosystem of the rose and all its dimensions, too. Yeah, I think there is something about the balance between the projection of beauty and also the recognition to protect yourself. Right. Like I think sometimes when people particularly, you know, you talk about gratitude and you talk about vulnerability and you talk about opening yourself up, people are like, ah, that's too much. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And it's like vulnerability can still have boundaries. The rose is fully, you know, will bloom, but it can still have its thorns to protect itself. So it can still stand like, you know, and and I think that this is where sometimes, you know, when we sort of talk about. Um, emotions and feelings. It's just like, oh no, I don't want to open up that can of worms and as if everything's just going to spill out. And it's like, no, it's, you know, you can still protect yourself and you can still kind of know what you're ready to sort of reveal. And and then it's really then sort of testing and playing with the balance of it. The other sort of thing that came up as we were preparing for this show and I was like, well, what is choice? Like, what is that? Well, it's a very simple way to understand choice and yoda came to me and said there is no try <laughs> there is only do or do not 
you know, and I feel like that's, you know, sometimes, okay, let me commit and just be in that space and realize that even when you commit to doing something, it's not as scary oftentimes as we think it's going to be. And so allowing ourselves to be comfortable with a little bit of discomfort. Choice. Choice can be easeful and choice can also be a little thorny at times. <laughs> <laughs> and so on that note, I would love to hear how the artist Arlene Kim Suda came to looking at this rose through the lens of choice. Today, I'll tell the story of the choice card featuring the rose. As mentioned in the vulnerability episode, the rose appears three times in the gratitude blooming cards. In the past, our team called this rose the spring rose, in part because it seemed to be just beginning to bloom. And the word that came with it, choice, seems almost like a springtime word. Choice feels full of possibility and is both empowering and daunting in its connection to our own nature, our own free will and intention that ultimately gets expressed through the choices we make. Sometimes the word that comes with a plant in these gratitude blooming drawings arises out of something I didn't see or notice until after I finished drawing it. It reminds me of how much I felt like a channel for the messages from these plants to come through. I drew this rose exactly as I saw it, based on a cutting from a rose bush from our garden. I added the word choice after I drew it, because when I drew it, I could really feel the fork in the stem. The closer I looked, it was like there were two roads diverging, one leading to the blooming flower, and the other leading to a path of thorns and leaves with a single rose hip and no flower at the end. I think most of the time, it's not clear where our choices will lead. Like, how do we know there isn't an abundance of blooming flowers beyond the first couple thorns? And in the end, don't both roads have their own merits and lessons? Who is to say that the one with the flower is the better path? And maybe that is a lesson for us when we arrive at those moments in our lives where there is a clear divergence of paths. All we can really do is make the best intentional choice in the moment and then recognize the beauty and miracles of the path our feet land on. And I believe that the more trust we can have that our choices are aligned to who we really are, the miracle of where we land over time can feel even bigger. That is so profound and maybe just the medicine that my heart needed today. And um, today is March 3rd as we're recording, and this is card number three. It's just so interesting how all these little clues <laughs> keep showing up, synchronicities. I love that. 333. Three, three. What struck a chord for me was just this idea, and we talk about this with the cards, which is the choose your own adventure. I remember as a kid, and I used to love the choose your own adventure books and where you can kind of read to a certain page and then it tells you like, do you want to go down the rabbit hole or follow the trail somewhere else? 
And I used to stick my fingers in like all the different pages and be like, <laughs> oh no, I don't like that choice. And then I would go back and then I would like flip to another one and be like, okay, I like that one. And so I, would, I remember like my, I would have like my fingers like spread into the book, sort of mapping it. Because there is this idea that sometimes one path is better than the other. I think the reality is, is we just don't know. I think there's like this beautiful Chinese folktale, and I'm not going to get it right in terms of how exactly it goes, but it's this father and his son and his son comes home. You know, the, the son goes and finds this wild horse. And the the villagers are like, oh, congratulations. You know, you found this wild horse and now you have a horse. And the father was like, well, maybe. And then, you know, the son is riding on the horse and falls off and breaks his leg. And the villagers are like, oh, no, you know, you have tragedy. Your son broke his leg. And so how terrible. And the father was like, well, maybe. And then there is a war that starts. And, you know, the general comes and was like, it's a conscription and everybody has to send a son off to war. But the father's son couldn't go because his leg was broken. And I just I love that you just don't know what is going to unfold. And so what does it mean to hold that maybe? And how does maybe relate to choice? Like, okay, am I going to sort of celebrating like yes you know i got this horse or oh no i broke my leg or amazing i don't have to go to war versus just how do we sort of be present to this unfolding and that is actually the real choice is how am i just present to what is without sort of setting expectation high or low yeah and and judging it in the moment because you just don't know and i love that you share this story omar because just this morning before our podcast recording, Arlene and I had a call with one of our early designers around the digital card deck, and she's based in Romania. And mm -hmm. we wanted to ask her, how are you doing with all of the uncertainty that's happening right now? And, um, you know, it's one thing to have a global pandemic. It's another thing when there's, you know, war and refugees coming into your country and and not knowing what's going to happen, you know, this week to next week. And, and it was so touching to just hear her share, you know, what she's going through and how she's thinking about this. And, and at the end of the day, she was like, I still have to enjoy every moment of my life, you know, regardless of what happens. And, and yes, I am thinking about my family and my loved ones. Are we going to stay? Are we going to go? And who knows right now? We just have to take it one step at a time, but just be prepared for possibilities that will emerge in the moment and just, you know, this time of unexpected change. So, and not, not, not even putting a, a label on, is this a good decision or a bad decision? Because sometimes I think that really, you know, it makes it so hard when you're like, I don't want to get it wrong. And I, and I feel like what you're saying is, it's it's just the journey. We'll we'll find out as we go. <laughs> and that and in realizing sometimes, I mean, that is that is the question. Like, what if I get this wrong, right? And that then holds us back. Um, and that sort of goes back to that Yoda, like do or do not do. Like, 
there's no in between. And when we stay in that sort of limbo space, that's a choice too, right? Being in limbo mm. is a choice. And so it doesn't mean to rush to judgment or just leap into things. You can still sort of be thoughtful, just like the rose. It can be beautiful and have a thorn. That's okay, right? Um, and so just as we're helping sort of people think about choice through this lens of the rose, what is the prompt uh, that goes with this theme? Card number three, rose, representing choice. Are you facing a decision right now? Try to be grateful for the choices available to you. What does your heart want to choose? Uh, this one always gets me. Because <laughs> I always, I, I, my default instinct is like, what does my head, you know, think about these choices? What is the pro-con list? You know, what is the logical thing to do? And to kind of reconnect back to the heart and be like, okay, what does my heart want to say? And I know, like, earlier into my kind of mindfulness practice, particularly with gratitude, I was, I did not lean into sort of that emotional feeling. And I think that more and more, I'm beginning to appreciate the inherent knowledge that the body holds, right? And embodiment work is really sort of being like, you know, and I've even heard sort of folks talk about the body as like this giant algorithm that's like constantly processing information. And probably only a small amount of it actually gets into your head and to your brain. Um, a lot of it just sort of gets stuck in the body. And, and, and so really kind of tuning in and being like, okay, oh, are my shoulders tightening up, right? Am I, is my stomach starting to, you know, like tighten and like, is that uncomfortable or are my shoulders relaxing? And I feel like, oh, that feels good. And so really starting to tune in and paying attention uh, to these cues that our body is telling us, but we're not always paying attention, just like the rose that might be on your walk. It's right there. And we're choosing sometimes not to sort of pay attention to what's right in front of us. So Omar, I feel like you've been making a lot of choices recently. And, you know, you've talked a lot about kind of stripping everything, unadorning, unadorning. And and now I feel like you're now adorning a little bit, you know, choosing the things that really matter to you at this time and what you want to put your energy towards. So can you just talk us through like, how do you get to your full bodied? Yes. And, and what is that like? You know, like as a child, you're choosing the path, right? Looking at all the options. Now you're an adult and you're choosing to go into a lot of things that are very unknown. And they're new in the world. Oh, I know that like what makes me come alive is when I'm dreaming sort of at the highest sort of scale. That sort of what is that thing that moves the needle, right? What is the thing that's going to make a difference? And, you know, and I think with with gratitude, yes, you can get kind of stuck in the day to day of like, how many card decks did we sell this week or, you know, like some of the mechanics of it, but really it's about this practice of gratitude, which to me is about how are we connecting to each other? Right. And it's really hard to connect with other people if you're not even sort of being able to sort of connect to your own emotions and feelings. And then, you know, the other part that I love, particularly with the gratitude blooming cards is the connection to nature. And that all of these things are sort of uh, interconnected. And so for me, it's, I mean, the reason I 
have gone down this path. It's just how do we shift culture? You know, we're seeing conflict at a global scale right now. And so to me, it's like, how do we appreciate the small things in our lives? And how do we create a practice around it? Because that's all culture is. Culture is just a series of practices. And so for me, I get excited when we can start dreaming big and then really start to align with people and opportunities that also like to dream big. And then that's when sort of big things happen. But the irony of it is through paying attention to the small things. I'm struck by how clear you are about what your values are. And that's like your compass around just navigation, you know, like you don't know how what's going to be on the other side of all of this. And yet, you know, when you feel that it's that super aligned place of like dreaming big people and places that like align to that big dream. And the cool thing is that it happens like that's, I think, and learning to trust that happens even when there's a tremendous amount of uncertainty or the gaps between sort of like, oh, right, this is the North Star um, and these are the ways that these pieces come together. So there's definitely like, it's not sort of every day, like amazing collaboration and partnership, but there are amazing partnerships and collaborations and, and, and there's several that are in front of us right now. But it is those sort of smaller day-to-day practices that allow me to just, you know, keep the path. And, you know, and as uh, Arlene sort of pointed out with the Rose illustration, sometimes these things split off and you never know. And so like trusting sort of that you're, you're, you're going down the right path. And so with these prompts, you know, and holding circles, it's always great to hear how others are responding. And I think we actually have a uh, story from one of our gratitude circles. I think choice is one of the greatest gifts we have to to be able to choose. I always, and I, I don't know where this came from, but there's this notion that we could have been plopped anywhere on the planet. And, and to that end at any time, but in this lifetime, we could have been plopped anywhere. And I share this with my son a lot. And to have been plopped in this scenario that we're in, I'm so grateful. And and to have the choices we have in all these regards in our life. And I'm just, I'm so grateful to be able to have them. And maybe that's the... The hidden rose is just the fact that every moment we are given a choice as to how we want to be in that moment. And it's easy to forget and to take for granted and to make invisible the very fact that we can kind of choose like, okay, how am I going to show up in this moment? Yeah, and it's a, it can be a gift to have you know these choices. That's what I'm hearing in the story of the circle is just... Um, just that gratitude for wow I, I get to have all these options available to me and and even in times where we don't have we feel constrained or limited there's always that possibility of different steps that we can take and, and to be reminded of that and it can be very freeing to then re- to remember like yes there's multiple pathways I can choose to go and um, 
And that's not easy. You know, I, I remember when I was um, studying abroad in India as a college, a very eager, optimistic, uh, righteous college student. And I remember one of the things that um, really struck me was like going to the grocery store and how there was like one brand of toothpaste. And I was like, oh, wow, it's so easy to brush my teeth here because I just picked the same brand and that's it. And then I remember going back to North Carolina where I was going to school and going to the grocery store for the first time. I got back and I was like, whoa, there's so many brands of cereal and deodorant and toothpaste. And I probably spent two hours reading every single label trying to decide what was the most ethical one. And it was like kind of heavy and hard and draining. <laughs> so there's some there is beauty to the going back to simplicity of choice. Yeah, it, this is where abundance can be <laughs> a little overwhelming and and narrowing down. I think that's where you had said something about well, when you're grounded in your values, then it becomes easier to make choices, um, right? And so your sort of values at that time is like, what is ethical? And that will then be the filter, the lens at which I'll make my decision. And so part of what I'm hearing in this week's theme and practice is like, what are those values? Because those values then determine what you see. And then what you see sort of determines kind of what you're getting to experience, right? And do you see the rose? Do you see the thorns, you know? Or are you just lost in your own thoughts walking down the sidewalk? And and I catch myself all the time like, oh, I'm not present. Like the other, the other thing, as I was walking down the sidewalk this morning, and it was a beautiful sunny day. And there's all these beautiful birds that are singing again. Like they've been a little quiet. Uh, even L.A. gets a little bit of a winter and the birds kind of, where do the birds go in L.A.? I don't know. But like they're back and they were singing. And I was like, oh, again, I was just like that question is like, how much beauty has to be there before we pay attention? Right? Like these birds are singing and I could easily have missed it being lost in my own thoughts. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's like, how are we staying available to those possibilities? Right. Like. That's what I'm really hearing, too. It's like sometimes you overlook the possibility of pausing and being present because the mind, you know, many of us, we thinking thinking about the future. What am I going to do for lunch? What am I going to, you know, how am I going to spend the next two hours? And and that's a choice. And I'm looking at literally the rose now, this illustration as like a little bit like a path. Like, do I need to move forward right now or or do I choose to just pause? And I think that's the the lesson that I continue to work on is the like waiting and like pausing. Because I think in the past, you know, I always felt like progress meant movement. So it doesn't matter which branch I'm walking towards. I'm, as long as I'm walking towards something, I, I'm feeling this progress. And I think after now having some life experiences where I can look back and be like, wow, I spent a lot of energy on, you know, picking that toothpaste <laughs> or doing all these things that ended up not being the right things, which is okay because I needed to learn that. Right. And now I, I really am savoring the, like, I don't know yet. I'm just going to wait and see. 
So for <laughs> our weekly practice, what are you going to help us pay attention to? So this week's practice is called Choose With Your Heart. So if you can, as you're listening, just um, even press pause and just find a moment to just connect in with your heart. And if it's helpful, just put your hand gently at your heart. And just take a couple breaths just to feel your heart in your body. Maybe you could even hear it beating or feel it beating right now as you touch it. And just ask yourself, how do I choose to be today? And it could mean that you need to maybe take it slow today, just really resting, really letting yourself pause. Or it could mean that you really need to take care of some of the things that, you know, have been on your to-do list. Or it could mean connecting with a loved one that you haven't spoken to in a while. Just making room for connecting with your heart and noticing what you want to do from that place. Or who do you want to be? What matters most to you in this moment? And just choosing one thing for yourself. Maybe you want to do this for a couple days in a row. Just noticing what you find important right now and how you want to use your time and your energy and your presence for that thing. So choose with your heart just by connecting with it and see what wants to emerge. So Omar, as you do this practice in this moment, what comes up for you as you connect with your heart today? Well, today is the second day of Lent. And I decided to start Lent this year by fasting. So having one meal a day for the first three days, recognizing that that's a choice. Like, okay, sometimes letting things go so that I can really appreciate a meal and food and uh, the abundance in my life is actually not eating um, for a few days. And, you know, and obviously not eating, there's a natural slowing down that occurs because uh, your body's like, okay, we need to conserve our energy. And so just really appreciating that I can make these choices and pause and, and just be more present and not have to rush through things. Thank you for this beautiful practice. Thank you. We appreciate you who are listening. It means the world to us. Continue to send us messages, stories, anecdotes. And again, taking a little bit of a time to like and give us a review. Tell the algorithms that we need more gratitude in the world. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.